Hello, Horror Fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen, and we welcome you to our weekly podcast, Oh! oh the horror. horror! Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe or follow to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. You can check out our uh, website, ohthehorrorpodcast.com, to get our back catalog, social media presence. You can connect uh, through our show notes to our Linktree address if you want to uh, get to the site a little quicker or get to your favorite podcast platforms. Mm -hmm. And if you're in the given mood, you can donate. You can. You can donate to the podcast. And buy a cup of coffee. Or yeah. or in our case, a cup of tea. A cup of tea. Cup or, of tea. or in this case today, some, some jelly buns <laughs> from Holland Farms. Give them a shout out. Give, yeah. Give that trainee a shout out. She was trying yes. today. She did mm. fine. Man. Just fine. I love me. Especially mean. since it was so busy in there. It was packed in there. Yeah. My favorite thing when I'm out and about is not only like observing people because mm-hmm. you know I like I am a people watcher yeah but when we were in Holland Farms the uh potato chip rack Super Bowl Sunday empty busted like one or two cans of the Frito-Lay cheese dip left <laughs> but everything else was gone like you had your pick of Funyuns which isn't a bad thing no by the way. But just the little bags, like the mm-hmm. single surf bags. They're the best ones. And they, the they had flavor. like one full-size bag of chips, mm-hmm. and then they had some wise popcorn down at the bottom. Yeah. But like the smart food was gone. The tortilla chips, gone. You could get single serve little Doritos, like yeah. a little a little personal Cool yeah. Ranch yeah. or nacho cheese. Yeah. Oh my god! I put my foot in my mouth the moment I uh, walked in there. You, I don't even think you noticed it. What? Or you're just so used to me talking Being you. shit. Yeah. I go well. You know, I said most people are getting pizza and wings for Super Bowl. Yes, I did. Those people have no vision. Real people get, get baked goods. Yes. And two people in front of me is that woman holding the, the a tomato the pie. bag of uh, the box of tomato pie. Yeah. Yeah. I go oh, okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. At least you're in line to get baked goods. Yep. Or if you're just getting that tomato pie, then I feel sorry yeah, for the I people. Yeah, I think two fifty-five in the afternoon is not the best time if you're going to go someplace and pick up a tomato pie. Like you should be doing mm. that right around when they first open because those are generally the first things that go. Well, you're going to be shit out of luck at fucking Roma's because they're closed on Sundays. <laughs> the fuck, man. <laughs> I'm all about people getting a break on Sunday, but you know what? They could be open for like four hours. Yeah. From like 12 to four. Yeah. You know. One to four. Yeah. Whatever. Just just a few hours to go in and get a tomato pie or a fucking meat get salad. Get your daily bread. <laughs> meat salad. Get some sweet, sour, or sweet, sour. Hot sweet and, and sweet. Hot and sweet. Super sot. Yeah. Get some four blend cheese. Damn. Oh, that just sounds dreadful. Damn, that's good. It is good. Yeah. It no, I'm good. all hopped up on jelly bun and a large uh, cannoli. Yeah. Let's do this. All right. <laughs> let's do this then. 
<laughs> Episode 112. Yes. Following the Texas uh, I-45 killing fields. Yep. If you miss that, you can you can go back to that. Jump on back. Jump onto that where we dive into the Texas I-45 killing fields. But this week... It's a BOGO. It's a BOGO. What are you doing this week? I have the alien of Ilkley Moore. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the Dover Demon. I know. I'm pretty excited about Hello, this Hello, Dover. <laughs> Come on, Dover. <laughs> Come on, Dover. <laughs> oh, all right. Dean's looking at us like, seriously, what's wrong with God. you guys? Can you two just... Can you just can you just do the show? Can you just do the show as I ar- architected out as creative director? Stop doing your things. It's not about you. I literally, I, I stamped my paw four times. He did. He did. So this is this is what I want. Yes, oh. he did. But he lays there like a trooper. Hi, buddy. Hi. Oh. 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 Trigger word. Do I get butt scratches? No. He's no. after. He's after he's HR. It. Yeah. She's hungry. So, HR, no. yeah, which, you know, HR is going to be pretty vocal this at the time. Episode. Yeah. At the time we're at, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll go, uh, with what we're doing. So you want to kick this off or I will. do you want me yeah. to, or yeah. okay. I have four sources, you uh, do. real Yorkshire as opposed to the fake Yorkshire. Yes. Okay. Uh, undiscovered scotland.co.uk mm. and wharfdaleobserver.co.uk. Whoa. So let's get into this. Yeah. Ilkley Moor is just one of 14 moors, which together form the larger Rambolds Moor. Mm. Okay, that's a lot of moors. Yeah. Rambolds Moor stretches from Ilkley to Cayley. The area is best known as providing the inspiration for the Yorkshire anthem, in quotes, and Ilkley Moor about that but it's not its only claim to fame. Mm. The moor boasts the second highest concentration of ancient carved stones in Europe. Believed to date from the late Neolithic or the Bronze Age, the most famous, which bears swastika-shaped patterns, can be found at Woodhouse Crag at the northern edge of the moor. Elsewhere, there is also a small stone circle known as the Twelve Apostles. The Twelve Apostles is a circle of arguably 11 stones measuring some 86 meters in diameter. It is not set out in a true circle being slightly squashed Mm. on one side. It is thought that they were probably 18 stones originally in this circle and that some of those now found uh, lying down were originally standing as part of this circle. The circle was first recorded in 1882 when a bronze figure thought to represent St. Norbert and thought to date back to the 1100s was dug up during an excavation. The figure now resides in the Dumfries Museum. The stones themselves are a mix of sizes and types. The standing stones measure up to around two meters in height, but the largest are now lying down. Various visitors have noted, quote, cup marks on a number of the stones. Some say these actually do look like cup marks resulting from activities of ancient ancestors, while others believe it to just simply be an effect of weathering on Ah, the stones. mm. So let's get back to Ilkley Moor itself. The area has changed little over the centuries, but almost 30 years ago, Ilkley Moor found itself at the center of an alien investigation. 
Our tale begins on the morning of December 1st, 1987, when retired policeman Philip Spencer was walking across the moor heading to his father-in-law's house. He'd taken his camera in the hope of catching some images of the early morning light. In fact, the photographs he took that day would end up in the world's press. Yikes. <laughs> That's just what you want to happen. You know, you're just out and about, and you're like, you know, I could go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Take my camera. Yeah. I could probably get some good shots. I've It'd be great. Done that a million times. Yeah. You never think for a second that the pictures that you take could end up in newspapers or magazines around the world. I think first, or do you, or are you secretly hoping that's going to happen? No, you know what like I you think. You catch would... something so phenomenal that the world just has to see it. No, I think like with a camera and all that, and you get like a good shot. That's like that's the prize right mm-hmm. there. What I would feel for though, as someone who likes to take photos, who has taken a lot of photos out in the woods and stuff, you're always out for like a good shot. And there's a, a thing where you take pictures. As a photographer, you know that landscape photos are just, they're like Hallmark cards. You yeah. know, they're just everywhere. Yeah. And so you either have like an amazing eye and people, you know, and, and somebody propels you into a spot where right. you become yeah. like a known photographer, let's say. But for the most part, it's not hard if you remotely know how to take pictures. Right. Understand perspective and yes. points of view and yeah. things. But you would hope that you'd be known for your pictures of going out and taking landscape photos. Yeah. But instead, this happens, and you're the alien person, you know. And so all your Are other photos. Are you the photos, guy yeah. that took the picture of the alien? Yeah. So, like, you know, I could see that where, like, you maybe be in, like, a bookstore or something like that. And yeah. You got your coffee table book that was your labor of love. No, and what would be It was worse? all yeah. of these waterfalls and, like, nice wildlife, and you're sitting there. And, and you're, you know, you've got 10 people that are coming to get a signed copy. Yeah. And then there's 500 other people that are like, you're the alien guy, right? And you're like, yes, yes, yes I, am. I am. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> this happened too. This is what I'm trying to do. But, but I was doing this. But apparently you just want, you want the alien story. Okay. Let me show my anus where I got probed, you know. So, as is often the case at that time of year, a mist hung over the moor, making navigation more difficult. So, using a compass, compass to navigate through the mist or fog, Spencer said he came across a strange-looking being, hurriedly taking a picture of the cr- creature as it ran away. He decided to follow it and claimed to have caught a glimpse of a craft with a domed top rising up from the moor and disappearing into the sky. When Spencer eventually reached his father father-in-law's house, visibly shaken, the village clock and all the clocks in his house were an hour ahead of Spencer's watch, leading him to believe that he had possibly been the victim of an alien abduction. And it should be noted that loss of time is common in abduction and alien encounter stories. It is, yeah. So the photographs Spencer took, although slightly blurred, <laughs> so hard stop yeah i've seen the photo i have to say that it's slightly blurred (laughs) just like every other alien photo is generous at best yeah but it appeared to show a four foot alien-ish 
creature. Analysis of the images uh, concluded that the figure hadn't been superimposed and it bore no resemblance to any native wildlife for the area. Spencer made no money out of the photographs, and the incident is regularly cited as one of the UK's most persuasive UFO sightings. Now, for you photo nerds, the technical details of this photo is it was taken with a Nikon D3 70 to 200 millimeter lens, mm. 500th of a second at F11, mm. ISO rating of 1,000. Mm. So, unfortunately, Spencer was... And it was- that's why it was blurry. Yeah. Yeah, he's at F11. <laughs> so, Here, just. I mean, just, that's landscape photo F ratios, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if he had a lower aperture setting, he'd get a little more. A better. Uh, he'd he'd have a better yeah, picture. You got the picture there? I'm. You queuing it up? I am. I could look it up myself. I mean, I have a multimedia device right here. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know that it's my big qualm with UFO related photos is these aliens or Martians, whatever we want to call them. Mm -hmm. They have this amazing ability to be around people who don't know how to take a fucking picture. Yeah. Have the worst phone to take a yes. picture, you know, Oh, we have one witness with a photo and he was using an iPhone two. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, uh, it's tough. It, it, it is. It really is tough. It is. You wonder in this multimedia engaged world we're in where everybody's got, you know, a, a equivalent of a movie studio just sitting around in their pocket. Okay. But you ready? But I see some of the Facebook stuff and that's it. Yeah. That's the photo. What year? 1987. Well, <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to put that on the group. Yeah. We'll put it in the group and you guys so you'll can uh... remotely get the disappointment I have right now. <laughs> it's just typical. Yeah. It really is. It's typical. And I'm not saying it's not real. Right. Like, I'm not going there with it. I just, you know, I think if somebody has an experience like that, mm -hmm. but it just, yeah, all the photos and footage. Now, are you going to suck? Are you going to be surprised to learn that he didn't get a picture of the domed spacecraft? I'm very surprised <laughs> that that didn't happen. I'm shocked. See the shocked look on my face? The shock and awe? Oh my goodness. <laughs> what the hell? So the sighting is just one of many reported UFO sightings in this area, many seeming to happen near the previously mentioned 12 Apostles Stone Circle, which is why I spent so much time yeah. describing the, the And the it, it was apostles. a hot spot around that date, right? Like that no, time period? No, just in general. Oh, so just in Those general. Those stones in general really? seem to draw weirdness. Yeah. Yeah, be it alien or otherworldly is claire gonna come walking out of there from outlander or that's her name right claire She's, uh, man my memory is bad. my memory is bad. It's, a, it's official claire coming back to get some medicine to go back to what is it frazier is his name james frazier oh james frazier 
<laughs> it's like, yes. wait, no, this is starting to turn into cheers. <laughs> Jamie. She, Jamie. Yeah. So she come stumbling out of the 12 apostles to get some medicine and go back and ruin whatever <laughs> civilizations back there. Right. Ruin some other people's R- lives. Ruin some, some culture. So the fact that the story of the Ilkley Moore alien does have a photograph to back it up ranks it as one of the top 10 most important alien sightings in the UK. Yeah, that's how it works. New twist has been added to a well-documented account of alien abduction on Ilkley Moor. Mm-hmm. Ufologist Nigel Mortimer of Stocks Hill, Menston, has met two men from Horsforth who had an unexplained experience just 100 yards from where the incident allegedly took place. Mr. Mortimer said, quote, they went for a walk just above White Wells at about 5 p.m. on October 29, 1991. When they got to West Rock, they found a great big ball of light 15 feet across hovering above the rocks, end quote. The men who wished to remain anonymous, shocker, mm. claim the ball of light then advanced and chased them for a quarter of a mile as they ran back to Ilkley. That's a ways. This allegedly took them only 10 minutes. Mr. Mortimer's attempts to get from West Rock to Ilkley have taken a minimum of half an hour. As a result, he believes For a, quarter mile? a time warp may have affected the two men. Or maybe they're like, yeah, it took us like 10 minutes. Not having any concept of time. For a quarter mile? If you were like hastily walking away, let alone running, you could do a quarter mile in easy 10 minutes. It, no, it just chased them for a quarter of a mile Oh, as they were okay. running back to Ilkley Moor. Like, I don't think it chased them the whole way. Yeah. But the fact that it did chase them for a quarter of a mile, they were like, let's Usain Bolt this shit and let's get out of here. <laughs> I don't know, man. All the weird things I've seen, I was in a car moving. Yeah. And like, it was over as quick as it started just like mere seconds. Yeah. I will say all of my experiences have happened while I was in a car. Um, but for me, they weren't seconds. Like shit was going on for a hot minute, Mm -hmm. but I have this thing that I do where I pay attention to the time. I pay attention to the time. As soon as I see it, it's like the first thing I do. Unlike what you do when I'm talking, you don't pay attention to anything. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Babe, we've Babe. been together so at least, long. At least, you gotta, at least you can harness it for these moments. Yeah. So, all yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. I, I use it when I need it. You can't waste it. Yeah. <laughs> can't waste you, it when I'm yeah, flapping. You, I, well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We talk a lot. I know. A lot. <laughs> and if I really made a conscious effort to retain everything that we talked about. Like what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, but. I'm just glad you can turn it off. Yeah. Somebody's got to. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there, it's, it's not like chasing them, but following them. It followed them. The light. Right? Yeah. It, okay. it followed them for uh, a spell for like a quarter of a mile. 
as they were running back toward Ilkley. So it, it didn't follow them the whole way. It just followed them a part of the way and then beat feet. Mm-hmm. Do you think the aliens are like in their ships and they're like, <laughs> look at them, look at them. Let's chase them for a little bit. Look at them. There's, I bet they shit their pants. I bet they, they gotta be. And then, you know, the guys are like, oh my God, it's still there. <laughs> do you think they just do it to like fuck with us? I don't know. I because I do. I think they're 100% like, let's mess with these people. You know, they were minding their business, doing their thing, and then all of a sudden, you know, people came across them, and they're like, you know, I'm not going to miss an opportunity. I, I This is a hard thing. Like, I used to have such a hard stance on where I was with aliens. Like, mm-hmm. if you were to talk to me 20 years ago, I had, like, a specific opinion about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's aliens. The universe is too big. Blah, yep. blah, 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 yep. et cetera, et cetera. You know, they come over here. They're probably just checking up on us mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know where to sit on the whole entire thing. I, I just don't know so where to set camp on. I used to think it was like contact, like they were out and about. Mm-hmm. And then they would come, you know, observe. You know, like we were like um, test subjects. And they're like, let's see what our experiment's doing. Mm -hmm. And they would come back and they would check on us and they'd be like, same shit. And then they would go and they would leave. Now I think, yeah, you know, we might be some celestial like experiment, like the earth is their test tube Mm -hmm. and we're just, they're checking on their colony of people. (laughs) But now I think that they're already here. Like, they're in the oceans. Because I am finding, when I'm doing research, you know, to find topics and whatnot. It's mostly around water. There's a shocking amount of UFO sightings, specifically around the Great Lakes, Mm -hmm. uh, the Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, Pascagoula. Part of that abduction story was Mm -hmm. the craft in the water. So now I'm firmly in the camp that the reason why we know so little of the ocean is I think, like, I really wish I had taken some marine biology courses because I'm betting on day one they're like, oh, by the way, we only look at this stuff because the aliens are in the rest of it. So yeah, but we're you can't just gonna go focus. With a big ex- <laughs> you can't go on a big conspiracy like that because it's not. People are shitty at keeping secrets. That's true. And this is where I start losing steam on these specific kind of categories: aliens, cryptids, um, cryptids. Yeah, cryptids. I got maybe another another deal with, which we'll get to that. Okay. But like aliens and. Largely these crazy Illuminati-esque mm-hmm. conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. And no one bought into it more than me 20 years ago. Right. I was way into it. But then, you know, as I get older, I learned that, like, no one can keep a fucking secret to save their lives. They really can't. And it's even like the Illuminati stuff. I mean, like, the World Economic Forum is not being hidden about what they want to do. 
Right. Like yeah. they meet together and everybody knows where yeah. they meet and they have videos and they say, yeah. oh, this is what we're going to do. Yes. And then everybody goes, see, they just said what they're going to do. And they're like, no, you're a conspiracy theorist or, or you misheard that. Yeah. And then, and then five years That's later. That's not what they really mean. Yeah. Two to five yeah. years later, it's happening. And, you know, all yes. of a sudden the conspiracy theorists are like, I told you. And they're like, eh, it's already done. It's over. You know, yeah. we're on to the next thing, you know. And it's just stupid stuff. And, like, I look and it's just, I don't see a vast conspiracy with aliens. Mm-hmm. I don't think people can keep a secret that long. Yeah. And I mean that long. This has been going on since the 60s. Before. No, I'm saying yeah. 60s in a documented, yes. media-driven yep. era yeah. that we live in mm-hmm. through audio yeah. and film. Wasn't it uh, Barney and Betty Hill that started it all? Well, yeah, and you got the Roswell incident, Mm -hmm. and you've got all these big incidents that are coming. And I'm not downplaying that. I think something happened. Right. You know, we did that one where they went to the uh, the convention there at the hotel. Yeah. And, I mean, that's where we got into... The Corona Island. Yeah. abduction. Yeah, and they... You know, we're checking. There was a doctor that was taking checking out in. the implants. There yep. was implants and stuff in there. And I'm not saying, but I, like I said, I just the grand scheme of it. I don't know what to think of it. You know, mm-hmm. I think at best, I think everyone's aware that they're out there, but they got the upper hand on us like so much. You know, it's like us tagging birds or like sea no, I'm life. Just, yeah. no, I'm just it's, saying it's we tag everything. It's now. like us yeah. tagging birds yeah. and like birds are just like, yeah, it's just a part of the life. And, you know, I ended up with this thing, but See my new bracelet. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I got this thing. I don't know what happened, but they took me and they held me and they did some things. Yeah. And, but like the bird has no idea of what's going on. Mm-hmm. They have no idea what the, interfacing of the species together means or what it is. Mm -hmm. And I think we're no different. If it truly is an entity that's outside of here or even from the ocean, because, I mean, we've talked about it a few times. Ocean's freaking huge. Yeah. I mean, people just don't even really, they can't conceptually grasp And science has, like, zero interest in, Mm. you know, determining what's going on in the oceans. It's hard. It yeah. really is. The pressure yeah. at that point is so difficult. So now what happens is, is you've got to build these strong right. capsule-like um, vehicles, right. you know, to, to go down there. And everything has to be strong. Everything right. yeah. has to be heavy. Versus, say, space, where everything can be light. Mm-hmm. So that's why space travel is such a turn-on to industry, Right. Is because you can make things light. Mm-hmm. They just got to deal with heat. Right. Once they deal with heat in the atmosphere. Right. It's all over. Mm-hmm. You know, so now it's also dealing with the cold of space. So right. there's insulation, but they can be lighter up there, mm-hmm. which lighter is cheaper mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Right. But it's just, it's, it's expensive to go down there and you're very primitive in the technology you have. Right. Because everything has to have the strength to... Withstand the, withstand the pressures down there. But then also that's what makes me feel weird about the whole thing. It's like aliens, most of them that are described are these frail mm-hmm. creatures. Mm-hmm. So how the hell do they even make it down there? Well, they're in crafts. You know, yeah. So what is there like a huge like city? You know, I mean like. It that just, would be awesome. Yeah, but you would see that. This is where I'm yeah. going to start becoming the debunker. 
you know, and, and you're going to see that and you're going to see, you would see all this mm-hmm. stuff. So now the big question is, is, is it a portal down there or whatever? And, and then this is where you start getting into theoretical physics and I can hang with theoretical physics and I can go a pretty long distance with it. But I'd laugh how most people are like, well, they figured this out. It's like, it's a theory. They can't take you to it. They can't prove that it exists. So it's a theory. And somehow theories got right. Yeah. You know, like theories became fact. And that's just, you know, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. And, and with alien stuff in specific for me, it's, it's real hard for me now, the older I get Mm -hmm. to jump, to jump on board with any kind of accepted theory. It's tough. It's really tough because you can just punch holes through it in a matter of five Mm -hmm. minutes and just dismantle it easy. And that's where I go back to the bird situation where we track birds. Right. We track birds just to know more about birds. Mm -hmm. So if they are here and they're visiting, I think the water source thing for me, like Mm -hmm. lakes, I think it's just a landmark. Could be. You know, like the Great Lakes, for example. Well, and You got land all around there. It's easy to just meet at this big old fucking thing of water. It is, but also, um, especially when it comes to the Great Lakes, Mm -hmm. a lot of the stories is they see... um, The water shooting up. Yeah, the water funnel. So I'm betting they use water as like their their fuel. It it could be fuel. It could be their life source. It could be both. Mm -hmm. And I jump more on that. Than them living in the water. Because mm-hmm. like I said, the pressure is just so deep. So you would need these extravagant things. It's just too much work to go there. Even for us. Mm-hmm. It's just too much work. So with them, I see space as the option. But yeah, it's weird. It's really weird. And I mean, this situation over there, you have a cop that took that photo, right? Yeah. Or a retired cop, yep. correct? Mm-hmm. So... I think there's instantly a bit of legitimacy there. Yes. You know, obviously he wasn't. They tend to not be make stuff up. Yeah. He wasn't taking pictures in the force, I hope, because those pictures wouldn't help much to. (laughs) Yeah. I hope he wasn't taking the crime scene. But I can judge all I want, you know, and if, you you know, you're in a situation like that, are you able to stay calm? You know, are you shaking? Are you. I'm sure. I mean, I know he's trained and he's trained for like stressful situations That's a but different thing, this is something entirely different well i've like, said it on the show ad nauseum you know you are capable of handling things you've seen before right but the moment you see something that you have never seen before mm-hmm. like you can't even relate it to something right. else yes. you know it's just isolated 100 percent different your body locks up mm-hmm. you don't know what to do yeah. you don't know if you should be afraid mm-hmm. you don't know if you should feel safe you know or use a different f-stop yeah correct you yeah. know <laughs> and that's a that's a situation that people don't but i mean at least he took he had the foresight to snap a picture yeah i mean he could have just been like whoa it's an alien and mm-hmm. then gone back and told everybody oh it's an alien you know and he's got his nikon hanging around his neck and they'd be like did you get a picture yeah yeah no, no. lens cap <laughs> You know, I mean, I've missed many a moment with a lens cap problem, yes. you know, and uh, yeah, but no, he snapped a picture. Yeah, it's not a yeah. great one, but it is a picture. So how many sightings have been reported over there? I didn't get a firm figure on yeah. how many sightings. I mean, what are Just we talking? Just like a hot a, spot and a handful that or dozens or I 
Or is everyone in the Moore area, you know, do they have a uh, a notch on their belt, you know? <laughs> is a rite of passage over there? Um, I think it's interesting that there's just these weird places. There are. It's random yeah. in their selection, you know. But I will say that there are certain places, Niagara Falls is one of them, mm-hmm. where you just feel a different energy. Yeah. But, I mean, you also have the power of millions of gallons of water. It's a lot of energy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it all computes. And I Mm -hmm. would imagine you would have the same type of feeling or difference of feeling like at, like, the the Grand Canyon Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, Devil's Tower. Yeah. You know, in Devil's Tower, simply because it's become like this icon from the movie yeah movies tv yeah you know it well that was close encounters it wasn't close encounters but i mean they reference it in a million he he made it out of mashed potatoes yeah (laughs) (laughs) our childhood was great yeah we had richard dreyfus that's uh richard dreyfus i was in jaws (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, every time we do these kind of like alien ones, I, I just don't. I always want to be like in a in a camp mm-hmm. with it, and I'm just all over the place. I really am. When I go back to the birds thing, I think they just come here and they catalog us. I think so too. And we're like a way station for them. This is the best I can do. We're a way station for them to get fuel to go somewhere else. Yeah. And they're like, well, we'll just monitor the place to see how it goes. And I we're like we're a like gas a, station. Or I think we're like um an uh a penal colony. And they're like, Oh, mm. you don't want to go there. That's where the humans are. So you just stop, you get your water, yeah. and you move on. Yeah, they're just primitive beasts. Yeah. You know, they use basic tools. I can't know. find it's any Yeah, I believe the like details. With how many yeah. sightings? I, I believe the way station thing, I believe we're like a 7-Eleven to them where they just go yeah. and, you know, they refuel, yeah. grab some cool ranch No, we're Doritos. like a Walmart and we are the people yeah. of Walmart and they're just Maybe. like, look at them. Yeah. It's been a thousand years since we've been here and they're the same. Look at them. You know what's weird though? <laughs> or do you think they're like, hmm? I don't know. They're getting a little rounder. <laughs> you know what's weird though is I had like a common judge of Walmart's, like I, you know, and everybody falls into this thing mm-hmm. where, oh, everybody at Walmart. But then like, our Walmart is different. It is. And I I take that for granted. Like I'll go in yeah. and I'll I'll grab like distilled water or whatever. I can say. And then I'll go to a Walmart, Walmart. like yeah. quote unquote, yeah. and I'm like. Holy fuck. Yes. You know, yes. and, and I, I realized that it's a huge difference. And it I was is. talking to that with someone else and they were they were in agreement with it. They were like, yeah, no, you forget. Like, you yeah. have a good Walmart, you know, yeah. Yeah. like if there is such a thing. I mean, which uh, people give Walmart a lot of shit, but, you know, it's it's an impressive thing what they've done. You know, I read somewhere they hire like they've got like half. Half the employed people work for Walmart. I believe it. Between the distribution centers and their uh, super centers. And I remember working at the distribution center and there would be guys over Mm -hmm. there and and ladies over there that used to work at Walmart. Mm -hmm. The distribution center we were at was a little more laid back. Yeah. 
But we were talking like, yeah, they're a just huge megalon place. Like yeah. they have to be, you know, they have to have a tight ship, you yeah. know. And even that, I just sit there and it's just like, I get where people complain about the treatment, quote unquote, the benefits mm-hmm. and all that. My problem with that is, is my first job was 13 years old, a dishwasher at a steakhouse. Mm-hmm. And I was maybe at best surf status in that, that restaurant. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't make any kind of amazing money at that time. It was amazing because I was 13 making money. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I see what people complain about with jobs now. And it's like, you have no No idea. idea. Yeah. What the hell a bad job is. I remember. I started babysitting when I was 13 or 14. And it was funny because the parents would call the house. My mom would answer and she would she would say, "Yeah. Yeah, she'll babysit for you." Never mind the fact that I did have other people who would contact me directly. You know, I, I babysat for a teacher at school. Mm-hmm. You know, I did have other people. You and... babysat the actual teacher? No. Oh, okay. No, his kids. He had several kids. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I would get home and my mom would be like, oh, you got to babysit this Friday. And I go, really? And I go, how's that going to work? Because I'm already babysitting for so-and-so. And she's like, well, I told him you'd babysit. I said, well, then you better call him back and tell him that I can't babysit because I'm already babysitting for somebody. Yeah. So I would, <laughs> I I had this moment where I was like, oh, but I mean, I'm young. I'm 13, I'm 14 years old. And yeah. I remember it was one of the first times I babysat for this family and they had two boys. And she's like, now I want you to give them a bath. And I'm like, I don't want to give your boys a bath. (laughs) Oh, I'm like, I don't even think that's right. Like, I don't think I'm a girl. I shouldn't be giving them a bath. How old were they? I don't know. I think they were like. What? 16? No, no. They were like (laughs) six and seven or Four and seven, yeah, something like yeah. that. No, they were they were young boys, but I was still like, "Ew, I'm 13." Yeah, like I don't want to see your boys naked. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to have to. And then I was like, "I know how boys are. I know it's not going to be easy." Like, see, but this is a point where you look and you say, "All right, I've tried babysitter. I yeah. don't like it." Yeah, this is like the evolution of life. Yeah. You know, I remember working at the steakhouse. 13 years old, mm-hmm. first job. Mm-hmm. I rode my bike there, which was like two miles. Yep. It was a ways. Yeah. And and then I'd get a ride back either from the, the cook or my dad would come, mm-hmm. depending on how things lined up. And I remember I worked there for a couple of days. You know, it was like a week and establishing trust and all mm-hmm. that, rapport with everyone. And then the next week, I remember the cook turned to me and he goes, Hey, he goes, you've done a great job here. Mm -hmm. He goes, how many, uh, how many people you got at home for dinner? And I was like, well, I'm like, you know, my brother's gone. I'm like, you know, it's my mom and my dad and 
maybe like a, a you know a brother will be around he goes all right so he cuts four steaks out some like mm-hmm. four sweet like steaks wraps it up and i remember i took them home and we had those steaks the next day for dinner mm-hmm. at the family and i remember the feeling of my work and like providing like i was able to help out for dinner yeah in that way and we didn't have much money yeah. we didn't have much that's why my mother all. kept and like all of the money and all that stuff i mean you're looking at me now like yeah. i got watery yeah. eyes like that was an amazing moment for me yeah like, like, that's why my mother kept anytime somebody called to have me babysit she would say yes because i would come home i would put my money in my dresser mm-hmm. and my mom would be like hey i need a hundred bucks to go get groceries and i'd yeah. be like shit man yeah I just saved no, up tough. that hundred. No, and like and like people don't understand <laughs> yeah. that kind of life. Like they yeah. don't get it at all. You know, others were just like the parents were the piggy bank. Yeah. Ask your parents for ten bucks. Like my parents don't have ten bucks no. to give me. No. They would take my ten bucks. Yeah. You know. Yeah. My parents weren't much on taking my money. There was a handful of moments where like it was needed. Yeah. You know, but like when you're in that kind of family in that environment, I, you just learn to pull together, yeah. you know, and you pull yep. together and get through things. But yeah, man, I remember that steak dinner at the house and like, we never had steak dinner. It was always spaghetti, like chicken, 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 well, and more chicken. I remember it was cheap. And my dad had the takeout place. The times you know? when my mom would come to me and I would give her the money or I'd say it's in my dresser, just take what you need. Yeah. And, and I was making dinner. And I was like, I bought this. Yeah. I did this. Yeah, this yeah. This is me. <laughs> yeah. You guys can eat now. Yeah. And, you know, I felt like a queen. <laughs> like, I, they, yeah. were, they were my peasants. Here yeah. you are, lowly peasants. And I, know, I allowed you to eat. <laughs> I know here in the States and, like, specifically New York, like, New York, you can't work until you're 16. That's yeah. That's when you get your work That's why I permit. was babysitting. It's like, that is crazy to me. Give them you know? boys baths. It just, Ew. It's just crazy to me. Like, <laughs> you need to learn at such an early part of the age, like, that process, you yeah. know, and that process of putting your time in and, mm-hmm. and getting something for it, you know, yeah. something that's bigger than what you used to able to do before, yeah. you know, and it, and it just puts you in a in a good trajectory of it, you know. And I made and, a new rule after that, that yeah. I didn't do baths. No, but you just also <laughs> learned that, like, there's yeah. some jobs that are cool. You know, I mean, yeah. I had jobs at uh, theme parks and, mm-hmm. you know, some parts of it were cool. Other parts, not so much. You felt like slave labor. And, you know, it just, uh, yeah, that I don't know what they gained by that in New York. I don't know how the rest of the states do it, but yeah. they should drop it back down to 13. They you know? should. And they need to stop to be so huggly cuddly with them. You yeah. know what? Put them in a spot where it's a little dangerous. Yeah. Put them in a spot where they might be able to hurt themselves. New York State, you, know? you can't do anything where you have to hold a knife until you're over 18. No, it's crazy. Yeah. Which means you, know, you can't. Yeah. Essentially, you can be a beggar at a grocery store. Yeah. And then they wonder why kids can't cope with shit in yeah. their early 20s. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. Because you've let them do nothing. Yeah. You I know. mean, that essentially means you can't be a dishwasher yeah. either because there's knives. Because there's have to knives. Go they the have to go through the freaking yeah. dishwasher. Yeah. It's just. It's stupid. It blows my mind. Yeah. You know, and it just, uh, I remember working at the grocery store part time mm-hmm. and there was parents coming in and they just, you know, I'm looking for a job for my kid and the kid's right there, yeah. you know, wants to talk to you know, uh, 16, that's it. Or over there was 18 because there was like a pallet jack. Yep. You know, and the um the cardboard crusher yep. and all that. And it's just like, well, you know, 
take a fucking risk with these kids here. You know, yeah. give them some responsibility. They can handle it if you pile it on. But yeah, if now you teach they're them in a how situation. To handle it, yeah. Guess what? And they I'm can not, handle it. I'm not trying to bag on kids at this time. It's yeah. not your fault. No, it's not. No, it's your parents' fault. Yeah, I'll say it exactly. Yeah, it's not the boomers' fault either. It's your parents. Your parents yeah. who are 40, 50 years old right now. Yeah. You know, they're it's their fault. Yeah. They, they just put up with it. Yeah, they you know, took it. They were yeah. like, oh, we can't do that. Some, we yeah. can't do that. Well, I guess my kid can't work. It's like, fuck that. You're mowing lawns. You're doing yeah. what the fuck. Find ever. something. Power washing. You Shoveling. Know. <laughs> watering plants. Digging holes. I would take a water pl- uh, yeah. plant waterer. Yeah. I could I could hire one full time. So, all right, I got to get it into the Dover do. Demon here. And I got a, a bit of a gripe here that I got to get. It's, it's an internet gripe. I'm doing research for the Dover Demon. And uh, to the MetroWestDailyNews.com, put a little effort in your fucking journalism here. <laughs> the Dover Demon craze, 40 years. It's dated 5 a.m. October 18th, 2021. Four photos. That's all it is, is these four photos. <laughs> That's it. The rest is ads and links to other articles, which I'm sure are just just. Sh- just photos. Yeah, just as shitty as this one. So again, Metro West Daily News. Thanks <laughs> for it. wasting my fucking time. Thanks and the crazy part is they got a subscription. Yeah. Who the fuck would pay for this? <laughs> Unreal. I just can't believe what I'm living in sometimes. So then I sit here and I'm like, oh, the Skeptical Inquirer, the magazine for science and reason. Yeah. Deconstructing the Dover Demon, volume 47, number one, January, February, 2023. This is recent. Yeah. Uh, the article's available only to subscribers only. You can't even give me a snippet. Yeah. Not even a snippet of nothing. what I'm looking into. No, no. No, nothing. It's just have fun with your paywall. That's I hate another. That was the big thing that got me with, uh, what's his name? Uh. David Icke. Yeah. You know, everything was, a paywall. everything was behind his paywall. And then you read all this other stuff. And it's funny because that episode we did on that, I read his stuff. That was his stuff. Yeah. That I'm critiquing out. Oh, oh, you didn't, you didn't read his other stuff. It's like, no, I read his stuff. I didn't read his 12 books. Sorry. Yeah. But you know, now you're sitting behind a paywall too on the internet. And then right. there was one person that replied back and they're, well, you know, he's got to get, you complain about the paywall, but he's got to make his money. It's like, he's selling books. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, maybe you're not good enough. Maybe not. Maybe, uh, yeah. maybe your ideas are a little wonky again, you know, with the whole moon being a, uh, an antenna. I, th- I thought it was a, a space station. Or space station. Same yeah. thing. It's uh, So, yeah, those two sites especially, Metro West Daily News and skepticalinquired.org. You know, I would have loved to talk about you on the podcast, but. You did, just not in the way they thought. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> didn't work out. So the Dover Demon. Yes. It's over in Massachusetts, over yes. in Boston. Boston. Um, This was uh pretty interesting to say the least. This is more in the cryptid uh, realm. It's very much in the cryptid realm. So before we get into this, had had you heard of the Dover Demon? Did you know anything before? I heard about it, and I knew about it, like, roughly, but I didn't know the dirty deets, so to speak. But uh, 
This really basically blew out on April 21st and 22nd in 1977. The small, gangly, little hairless creature. Um, oh, I'll tell you the sources I did get. WBSM <laughs> and uh, the archives of Boston.com. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, you know, this is something that seems to dredge up more and more, but it's this... It's basically, I'm, I'm going to post some pictures of it. There's a drawing and a sculpture replica of okay. it. It's pretty cool. Um, and this I promise I'll put on. I'm not putting my bowling picture on because that's not me. That's someone else. If you listen to Texas I'll Side put it 45. On. I'll I'm put sure, it on for you guys. I'm sure you will. So it's a small, hairless creature, uh, large glowing eyes, and it was spotted on three different occasions in a span of about like a day. Uh, yep. and there, uh, there's like this, uh, back in 2007, this cryptozoologist, Lauren Coleman, um, who was the first person to investigate the reports when the sightings occurred, she appeared on this like spooky South coast program and it was the 30th anniversary of the, the Dover demon sightings. And he explained that, um, it was reported by three different team witnesses, mm -hmm. all said and done together. So Bartlett, um, Bill Bartlett's like the, uh, the one. Right. who kind of blew this out. And he was uh, 17. He was driving with a couple friends uh, in a Volkswagen down Farm Street on the evening of April 21st, 1977. It was about 10.30 p.m. And he spotted this strange creature in his headlights. Mm -hmm. So Bartlett recounted his experience. And, um, you know, basically he said, uh, you know, I, I saw something ahead on the stone wall. I wasn't sure if it was a cat or dog. My headlights were hitting this thing and the eyes were just glowing. And just when uh, you see an animal, mm -hmm. like most time with headlights, yep. the eyes glow. So yep. that's not uncommon. Uh, he says, as I got closer, I got a real good look at what this thing was. It turned more toward me and I saw hand-like things grasping onto a rock. I still didn't believe what I was seeing. Um, he was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Asked his friends, did you see that? But they didn't see it. He's kind of freaking out. Yeah. So uh, his sighting was basically about seven or eight seconds real quick, yeah. you know, because you're driving. Um, but he um, has like a, a type, I don't know if it's true, like photographic memory, but, mm -hmm. you know, he's got a good uh, way of locking things in and he's uh, he's got artistic abilities. So he went home and he drew it. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is the sketch that's the famous image of the Dover Demon. And uh, he has him writing on it. I, Bill Bartlett, swear on a stack of Bibles that I saw this creature. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has this, uh, this drawing of it. He said that uh, the creature appeared to be walking on all fours and had these uh, like strange little feet and hands with long fingers. Yeah. You know, and um, the creature he described, it had two large, round, uh, glowing, glassy, uh, lidless eyes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they were shining brightly like two orange marbles. Yep. Uh, again, with the headlight type of thing, that would be common. Uh, the head was also shaped like a marble and was the same size as the rest of the body, which was really weird. Mm -hmm. And he noticed the body was like peach colored and described the skin as like uh, almost like shark skin or like sandpaper. Okay. You know, so about two hours after his sighting, it's around midnight now. 15-year-old mm -hmm. John Baxter was walking home from his girlfriend's house on the south end of Miller Road. And up in front of him, he saw this thing. 
and it was a shadowy fig- figure walking upright mm-hmm. like a little human. Uh, <clears throat> Baxter noted that uh, the being's large head, he knew a friend in the neighborhood had a head that was bigger than normal, and he thought it was his friend. <laughs> so he started yelling out, MJ, is that you? But it wasn't him. And the creature didn't respond either. Right. So Baxter uh, It'd said It'd be great that, if the demon yelled back, no. <clears throat> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Not MJ. Nope. I'm DD. So uh, it said the creature kept walking toward each other until they were about 15 feet apart. That's mm-hmm. not far. No. You know, and, and he said, you know, who is that? And the creature all of a sudden took off, ran into a gully up a little slope and leaned against a tree. And uh, all he ever reported was it was a creature that stood upright against the tree. It had the same shape, same big head, the the fingers mm-hmm. uh, around the tree trunk. And he saw the eyes glowing faintly, but not with color like right. the, the other sighting. So... He wasn't an artist, but he did try to make a drawing of what he saw. And it was very similar to what Bartlett drew. Mm -hmm. And even though they were not close friends, they had not spoken about Bartlett's sighting that earlier that night. So again, you got to piece this together. Internet wasn't out. People weren't spreading information like they were. So that's a plausible situation. So now you got Abby Brabham's, Brabham's, Abby Brabham's. uh, That's a lot of bees. Yeah. Abby. So the uh, the next night, almost exactly 24 hours after Baxter's sighting, 15-year-old Abby was in a car with her boyfriend driving down Springdale Avenue when she saw presumably the same creature the two boys had seen the night before. Mm-hmm. Abby saw something in the headlights. The creature was on all fours, crossing the road. It looked like to her some sort of monkey. Uh, it had a body that was hairless, and it was beige or tannish beige. Mm-hmm. With no nose, ears, or tail. Uh, noted that all three of the uh, reported sightings describe it in the same way. A featureless face, except for the large glowing eyes. Uh, Abby described the eyes as like a green color. Mm-hmm. And that differed from Bartlett's uh, sighting of orange eyes and Baxter's report of colorless glowing right. eyes. So the, the eyes were a bit different. But... Uh, these height, uh, these sightings happened during a school vacation week, and these three teens didn't really know each other, you know, well at right. all, uh, and they had not like contaminated each other by talking about it, right? And that's what most feel about these sightings as being genuine, right? Uh, and it was only the next week, a couple of days before this person interviewed them, that they each started to figure out that more than one of them saw this thing, right? They were, you know, piecing it together. So Bartlett, the original sighter, you know, the one that yeah. drew the drawing, said uh, in an interview 30 years after the sighting that he found the close proximity of the sightings all within a mile and a half of each other. So mm-hmm. it was close. And uh, and the weird coincidence was is if you took a map and put a ruler on the map, the points uh, where the sightings all happened lined up almost in like a direct line. Like this thing was just going in a specific direction. Um and Bartlett said they, they all happened around the same time mm-hmm. as well. So what was it? It's the the big question. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people tried to dismiss it with these kind of usual explanations. Mm-hmm. Could have been a baby moose. Yep. You know, even though moose sightings are rare right. in, in mass to begin with. But uh, even a baby moose would have been much larger. 
right. than the creature. So that kind of nixes that out. Another theory was that it was a, a horse foul or full. Mm-hmm. Was that full or foul? Full. Full. That's what I thought. At the time, there was a population of about 5,000 people, and there were more horses in the town of Dover than there were people. Okay. So they note that there were no animal tracks discovered and no reports of any kind of missing foals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, some suggest that what the three teens saw was nothing more than a common animal that was suffering from mange, mm-hmm. like a dog or a fox. I've heard that a lot. Yeah, yeah. That comes up more than any of them. Now, if I were to suggest any animal mm-hmm. for this particular thing, I would say raccoon with mange because they have the they have like hands. Yeah, you kind of get with the um the pictures is what really kind of tosses it off. You know, mm-hmm. when I share it, it's Yeah. It's tough cuz it's it's uh yeah, it's weird. Um but there's a lot of them that don't think it was an extraterrestrial creature. It was probably something earthly. Mm-hmm. And this is from Bartlett himself. Yeah. Uh, he says, but it wasn't any animal I've ever seen. Right. And I know, you know, everything that could be mangy. Right. Yeah. You know, and he said, this thing was larger than most animals. And that's the bit with the, right. the picture. Because they, they have a like an actual sculpture thing where it's a real life size thing that they did of it. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a true enigma over there. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been in film and all sorts of things. It's it's become a, a legend now. It pops up yeah. in um, the podcast that I listen to. Yeah. Um, there, it, there are still sightings of it. Yeah. No, there's still sightings, and, and it's it really has become a thing of legend. Yeah. You know? Yep. Now, the weird thing is, is, like, even, like, dogs, if you, like, if you were to take the hair off a dog, they look freaking weird. They do. Like the head and yeah. all that stuff. I mean, it, it looks. Well, the Sphinx, the hairless cat. Yeah. Like, you know it's a cat, but you look at it and you're like, oh, is that really what my cat looks like with no <laughs> fur? Yeah. The thing is with this, though, is it's the it's the hands, you know, because yeah. that's the drawing he made. And it's the hands part, yeah. the the fingers. Like everything else would point to dog. Yeah. Hairless dog. Yep. But it's the fingers. The yeah. fingers are the weird part. Right. And uh and that's where, you know, again you wonder with these type of things, like where do these things come from? Mm-hmm. Like say you have uh Champ and you have Loch Ness and you mm-hmm. have this and mm-hmm. you have uh S- Big Sassy. B- you know, Big Sassy, you know, mm-hmm. also known as Sasquatch. Uh <laughs> Also you know, you have foot. these things. And, and, and now, like me personally, I think those are accidents of nature or something that is just able to stay like, like with Bigfoot. I think that's something that's been able to stay in woods and be. Yeah, they've they've adapted. They've, they've adapted. They've been able to uh, uh, like ignore everything, yeah. you know, yep. and, and exist. I, I can buy that. Mm-hmm. It's a hard buy. But but I can go there with yeah. you. Um, oh my god, I can't tell you because you have these you have these people that explain these things, and they're genuine. Correct. They're really yes. genuine. I mean these are these are people that don't really have a reason to lie. They got nothing to gain for it. I love the articles that say Bigfoot finally explained, and it's always a bear. 
It's always a bear walking on its hind legs. And it's like, really? Okay. You know what I'm tired of with Bigfoot? Is people putting these shows on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're going to see more stuff than you've ever seen. And it's eight episodes of fucking nothing. nothing. Yeah. Eight episodes of nothing. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. You know, maybe a little, whoo, off in the, you know. <laughs> or you hear, you hear wood on wood and they're like, yeah. did you hear that? Yeah. Dude, you're That's in the knot. fucking woods, man. <laughs> Cry. <laughs> Christ almighty. It drives me nuts. It's to the point where I don't even want to watch them anymore. Yeah. I mean, like, what was that one Bigfoot series that I was getting into the whole time? And there was that oh one guy. Oh, my God. He, he had the just squatching hat. Yeah, just squatching hat. And, and, like, they were a cast of characters. <laughs> they were funny. They were. You know, I mean, they were really, really funny cast of characters. But What was that called? Bigfoot uh, Hunters, I think. Bigfoot Hunter or something yeah. like that. And it's just, yeah, the episode consists of them going to a hot spot, quote unquote, talk to two, three people that had some really good sightings. Yep. And then they'd go out and they'd look around and get nothing. No. Like I said, an occasional, you know, or or a conk, you know, of of something. Oh, my favorite was when they put the apples in the tree and they're like, see? Yeah. Look at, we left it in the tree and now it's on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I believe that's gravity. No, and you know, there's some of them that do like the puzzle things where they'll like put it on there. But yeah. it's like, you got people hiking around. You got yeah. all this. And then here's an idea. Put a freaking trail cram- cam camera on, on the yeah. apples. Like, yeah. like there are people, you know, oh, we're going to put four apples. We're going to put them in the line, you know. And then you see, see they're messed up. And it's like, yeah. And you don't have a you don't have a eighty dollar trail cam, you know. Or I'm sure where you are, there's hunters that would have loaned Load you, you one. one. Yeah, you know, it's like, uh, and that's where I just yeah. I'm at the point now where you've heard me say it all the time. I, anything on TV, if you're watching something on TV, it's a show. Yes. Same thing with YouTube. Yep. At this point, it's, it's a, a show. show. Yeah. You know. I, I remember breaking it down with somebody. They were like, man, uh, I'd love to make videos like that. I'm like, dude, that's a fucking studio. Yeah. I'm like, he's got four camera angles. That means he has four cameras. Yeah. He's got lighting at each shot. So this is lighting everywhere. Yes. There's this whole shit show on the other side of the camera that you're not seeing. Yes. You know. Yeah. And it just. No, they filmed it with their iPhone. Yeah, no, it's just, that's, it's hysterical, you know, and organically it used to be that it yes. would be just yeah. the, you know, their, their smartphone mm-hmm. and they would just take a, take a video and, and, you know, but now it's just, it's a show. Yeah. It's all a show. And, uh, everything is, is, is designed to be a show to, to get you in, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, political or it's environmental or yeah. it's entertainment it's or a it's show. a documentary, it's all a show. even the documentaries. Like yeah. we're watching that one now on Hulu. We've taken a break from it, but that, uh, what's her name? Mariana, uh, whatever. Oh, trafficked. Yeah. With trafficked. Yeah. And I mean, they're good, but you also see that like she's made, it's a show. Show, yeah. It's National I Geographic. Turned, yeah. It's a show. I turned to him you know. and I'm like, it's funny how she's got all these contacts. contacts. And I'm yeah. like, why would a human trafficker want to talk to someone 
on camera. Well, no, and that's vanity. But the fact is, is she's not going and giving all this information to no. everybody because she would lose her contacts. Yeah. So she's compromised. Yes. You know, so now she's trying to make me feel sorry for the human smuggler that's smuggling humans and drugs across the border. Yeah. It's like, really? Mm-hmm. You're doing all this to keep your contacts. So that's the reason they come on oh, camera. Okay. It's because she's going to say, look, I'm going to show people what they don't know about you. Yeah. That's how they get them on. You know, okay. and even there, they get the dumbest ones on, you know, because there's other ones that are like, I ain't fucking telling anybody what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, I love the ones when she's yeah. like, do you think I could get an actual smuggler? And the guys are like, no. Yeah. And then, she, and then she and then eventually like, gets one. Well, I went through my contacts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now you got to ask yourself this. Is because, this really a smuggler? Yeah. <laughs> or is this just, you know, an actor yeah. who's paid to play a smuggler? You have to ask these questions yeah. on that. Because what was it? Uh, Anderson Cooper, that one time, it's like the best photo ever. Where they had him in like a hurricane. It was like after a hurricane showed up. And, like, he's in the shot. It looks like, you know, there's water everywhere and all that. And then they zoom back. He's in a parking lot. Yeah. And it's a puddle in the parking lot to get the story. Yeah. Everything's a show. Show. It's a, This is a show. It is. You know, as much as we like to say, you know, we bring up credible topics and all that stuff. But, I mean, we banter back and forth and stuff. It's a show. It's a deal. We plan it out to what we're going to talk about. Right. In a month or a year, yeah. you know, we got the whole year. None of this is improv, you no. know, except this, this yes. talking part, like yes. this hour of it's improv, but all of it is it's, it's scheduled out. Yeah. It's scheduled out when it's going to release and yes. we got to figure out the sources and all that yeah. stuff. And it's not, you know, and, and I laugh when people just, where it really gets me is the cooking shows. You know, and people just, you know, oh, I love that personality of that person. It's like, it's a show, you know. And I remember, like. My favorite cooking show was the one where the guy kept trying to make chocolate bowls with the balloons. Yeah. the balloons kept popping throughout the entire show. So you would hear the host would be talking to one of the other bakers and you'd hear the pop (laughs) in the background. Yeah. No, but I I remember one day I was sitting at home and my mom was watching some like Thanksgiving or Christmas special on mm-hmm. Food Network. Mm-hmm. And it was like Giada and Flay and oh, like yeah. all yeah. these people. It was like 10, 12 of them yep. cooking together, sharing their favorite recipes and they're having a thing. And I just turn, I go, this is just such a shit show. And mom's like, what, what are, are you, you talking, talking about? about? I go, you don't think this is fake? I'm like, it's all fake. I said, You've worked in a kitchen before. No one gets along. They're all screaming at each yes. other. They hate. I said, let alone you're going to get these egos in here. Yes. You mean to tell me that all 10 of these egos seem to get along, quote unquote? <laughs> I'm thinking it's it's in the contract. You know? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. And it's just hysterical. I, I, I find it amusing. And uh, in that, you kind of just pan out to everything. You look at everything. It's like, oh, it's got to be a show. The, the Bigfoot thing, yeah. total show. You know, they didn't sell anything. You know, the only thing they sold was hype. And that's where it makes these things tough. Someone's nervous yeah. that you're upset. Oh, he'll get over it. <laughs> but the Dover Demon story, I, it's it's like it's cool. It's like the lot of them. It's cool. I like how they kind of spliced it in with movies. And then, of course, it's ruined after that. But, yes. But I find it interesting. You got three we people. We can't have anything nice. Yeah. You've got three people. Separate from each other. Separate from each other. 
didn't communicate with right. each other and saw pretty damn close to the same thing. Mm-hmm. And those are the stories I like. I love those stories. You know, those are stories I'll uh, I'll hop on. Their story is now our story. <laughs> well, they were our stories. We're we're done with that. Yeah. But uh, before we wrap things up, did you hear the uh, big Epstein news, so to speak? No. Uh, it was a day ago at the time of recording this. Uh, uh, Eps- there's these Epstein docs uh, with names of associates to be made public. Oh. And uh, I'm going to bet dollars to donuts they never get made public. I think these documents personally are to um, save uh, Prince uh, Andrew. Oh. I think it's, I think it's, solely to ruin his case and save his reputation could be i'm sorry it's just it's crazy yeah you have this long list of people that were Mm -hmm. on his flights and i don't care what your politics are whoever's name is on that yeah they need to be thrown to the fucking wolves yes and the fact that this shit this maxwell chick gets 20 years Mm -hmm. she's gonna be out in 10 years yeah she's gonna have good behavior she's gonna be out in 10 years and then this is in the past. Yep. It's gone. And I'm sorry, but there is no way that there was shoddy records with all this. Mm-hmm. You have plane logs. Yeah. She was going out and recruiting people. Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me she didn't have a list of what this client likes? Yes. What that client oh, likes? I'm sure she did. All over the place. Yeah. She you had know. orders she had to fill. No, exactly. Exactly. And she was this guy's number two person. Mm-hmm. And she did all of the recruiting all of the gathering of all these girls and maybe boys, who knows? Yeah. And and there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's disgusting to me. It really, really is. And I, I hope in some shape or form in my life, I get to know the true magnitude of what that really mm-hmm. was. Because I think the list is so long, it's disgusting. I'm sure. And you've got people protecting friends mm-hmm. and all this other stuff oh, yeah. instead of holding yeah. people accountable. Mm-hmm. And it's all upper echelon because yes. I've said it before. I'll say it again. This is a money thing. Yeah, it is. This isn't a poor man's game. No. You're talking some serious fucking bucks to get this kind of shit going yeah. on. You know, this isn't a local small town no, thing that's going is, on. I mean, this is this is a big global yeah. worldwide operation. And- you need global players to mm-hmm. to participate in that, and uh, yeah, I think it. I think he had. I say he Epstein. He had leverage on all these people, yes. and yeah. he had dirt and blackmail on all yeah. these people, and that's what kept them going. Because yep. I mean, I'm going to say the names, and I don't care if you hits your feelies, but he got caught during the Obama administration, and they just let him go. Yeah. They just let him go, mm-hmm. you know, and the fact that people don't want to burn his house down for that yeah. is aside from me, let alone worship the living beans of him. Yeah. And I'm not into any of it, you know, even the Trump side of it, you yeah. know, Hey, you know what? If you got him on the flight logs and you got evidence of it, then yeah, he needs to be dealt with. Yeah. You know, if you've got this president in it, he yeah. needs to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fix the problem, yeah. fix the stuff, but. Again, you know, kind of like the the traffic show, you've got just a, a, a National Geographic reporter mm-hmm. who is protecting her leads. Yeah. Because without her leads, 
she doesn't have a fucking job. Right. She doesn't have a show. No, she doesn't have a job. Mm-hmm. Period. You know, because that's what she's cornered all her stuff on is this. Yeah. And it's like, great. Oh, so you can find all this. A, is it real? Is it staged? Yeah. You know, you just don't know anymore because yeah. it's, it's TV and mm-hmm. TV's fake to me. Yeah. All of it. Yep. So even if it is real, it's fakely portrayed. Correct. You know? Yes. So it's uh, and if you are listening, put me on one of your shows so I can watch. I don't even have to be on a camera. Yeah. You know, prove to me that it prove is me right. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> prove me wrong. You know, but no, no, no. You know, stay in their palatial estate in California. Yeah. And, We're nobody's. You know, we're not a threat We're not to anybody. Nobody's. We're Frank and Jen from Oh the Horror Podcast. We are. You know. You may have heard of us. <laughs> yeah, chances <laughs> chances are no, but you may have heard of us. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh what that Epstein doc being made public. I you know, they'll probably make it public uh during the Super Bowl. You know, they'll just yeah. float oh, here it, it out quick. You know, oh here it is. You know. Second uh Second story down. Yeah. You know, above. Eighth page. Above uh, whale blubber, (laughs) you know, gives people, uh, you know, semi-rigid penises. You know, but it's it's what it is. We'll see uh, where it goes from there. But as far as uh, our topic today. This round is over. (laughs) This round is over. (laughs) Yes, it is. Next week, we're going to piss everybody off. We are. I can't wait. We're blowing the doors out on the Illuminati. We are. The Illuminati. The. 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 Illuminati. Illuminati. We're going to talk about the. Illuminati Illuminati. Yeah. 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 (laughs) The wizard behind the Illuminati. Now, we're going to bring out some general uh, things, how far back the stories of Illuminati goes, Mm -hmm. the different types that are involved are in the Illuminati. Are we going to talk about the Da Vinci Code, too? We could. Okay. You know, it's Illuminotus. <laughs> you know. Uh, but, no, it's a fascinating topic. It is. Uh, and it's one of, uh, we're doing, it's uh, what we call a gateway episode for us, where we'll look up all this stuff, and then yeah. we'll come out with, you know, 20 new episodes yeah. of uh, different things. that's generally things. what so, happens. Yeah. So we like to do these broad things, pull back, like, 50,000 feet, see the different stuff, and then we'll drill in from there. But I've been looking forward to doing this one for a while. Me too. Um, largely because I like now just to piss off the Illuminati folks. Yeah. That's that's where I'm at. So if you got touchy-feelies about your Illuminati stories. Yeah, if you didn't like the lizard Illuminati, yeah. you're not going to yeah. like this one either. You know, well, you just write. <laughs> write to me. Write your four-page manifesto on on why, I'm, why we're wrong and why. Uh, Please use periods. Please just no, don't write no, four pages no, of one sentence. Because I want to do an episode on just the responses. That's what I, I'm saving them. Okay. I'm saving them so we can just do a response. <laughs> you know, just one giant response. Yeah. So keep them coming. Yeah. Tell me where I'm screwing up. Yeah. I'm, I'm now tell re- us. Tell us what we got wrong. I'm reading this David Icke book, which is just a struggle and a half, but I'm doing it so I can support a bigger argument. Yeah. You know, that's, and to prove that I'm not a close-minded idiot. Right. You know, I do know how to read and I'll read your crap too. It's just not in a high priority uh, thing of things that I want to read and other fans want us to read and check out. So we like legit information. Yeah. 
No, it's uh this uh these next let's see. I'm looking at the list right now. Yeah, these next like five, six episodes. Yeah. Whammy. Whammy is I can't right. Way to do them. All right. Get into our tenets. Yeah, rule number one. No Ouija boards. Two. No dolls. Three. No capes. Four. No blood rituals. Five. No cults, satanic or otherwise. No way. Six. No apathy. You need to act to help enact a positive change in the world. Put your shopping cart away. <laughs> Seven. Don't engage with the black-eyed children Don't do or it. the black-eyed folk, because I guess there's black-eyed people. The black-eyed folk? Yeah. Oh. Unta ya, unta ya. And what do you got? Just listen. Yeah. So, folks, thank you for a, another round yes. of Oh the Horror podcast. Yes. And uh, we are very appreciative of the... Um, listenership no the listenership but also uh we've seen that you're spreading us around and and we just are always thankful for it we, uh, yeah yeah you, you know so much you guys for... if you washed your hands you probably wouldn't spread us around so much Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said Dino has to eat his supper yes. sups. Yes. And so uh, does HR Mystique. and the yeah. creative director are hungry. Yeah. We're, we're, we're after eating time. We are. So have a beautiful day, a lovely week. And make good choices. Take care.